0: Serling. You're listening to the Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Glenn Hall Taylor's story of a murderous triumph. Other sins only speak, murderous shrieks out. Greg Morris. In a Mutual Broadcasting System presentation of The Zero Hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company. Also by Beech Nut Chewing Tobacco, Shenley Industries, Matus Wine, and International Harvester. This is The Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. This is Hugh Downs with another car buyer's report from Ford. Car size and fuel economy are important considerations today. But so is the total cost of ownership, which involves purchase price, trade in value, and operating economy. And Ford feels if you compare mid sized cars, you'll choose Ford Torino. Take some operating economy examples Torino offers gas saving steel belted radio ply tires standard runs on regular gas, and has a 26.5-gallon fuel tank that's 20% more capacity than its closest sales competitor. And compare some scheduled maintenance costs. You'll find in the course of 50,000 miles that compared to its closest sales competition, Torino's chassis is scheduled to be lubricated only once to there eight times. Spark plugs are scheduled to be replaced only half as often. Everyone says compare. Ford says compare not only the cars, but the total cost of owning a car.
1: The closer you look, the better we look.
0: Marion Vance has been ill for a long time. Once a vital, sparkling, and passionate woman, the months in bed and in a wheelchair have reduced her to but a blurred image of her former self. Today, therefore, is a very special day. For she feels her doctor's given her hope. A hope which brightens her future. Even as her love for her husband has brightened her life. As our story begins, Dr. Harvey has just left. Cheeks flushed with excitement, Mrs. Vance calls out to her nurse.
2: Ruth? Ruth? What is it, Mrs. Vance? Ruth, did Dr. Harvey speak with you before he left? Why, no, he didn't. I was out in the kitchen. He gave me the most wonderful news. Today, for the first time, he said he believes I'm going to recover completely. Isn't that exciting? It certainly is, Mrs. Al. Oh, I feel as though I could get out of this bed right now, walk and even dance around. I'm afraid you hadn't better try anything like that just yet. I can't wait to tell Bob about it. He's been so good, so patient throughout this whole long siege. I think I heard your husband's car pull into the driveway just as we were talking. I'll go tell him to come right up. Now, if it is, Bob, don't let him come up right away. I want to have time to fix my hair and put on a dab of makeup. I want him to see me as I used to be. And, and don't tell him what the doctor said. Very well, Mrs. Ann. I'll find something to occupy him for a few minutes. Thank you.
0: Oh, I, I didn't expect you to be waiting at the front door.
2: I was just going for a walk. How's Marion? Okay. Dr. Harvey was just here.
0: I'd better go see her right away.
2: She wants you to wait until she fixes herself up. Oh. You see, Dr. Harvey told her she's going to get well.
0: Come here, darling. What is it? I know what you're thinking. We we just never expected her to get well, and, and now... And
2: now she's going to get well, and I'm going to take my walk. No, Wait. Wait. Wait, wait. Wait. That's all I've been doing for a solid year. Waiting for that woman to die. And now she isn't going to. Well, did you
0: hear the doctor tell her that she's going to get well? No. Well, maybe she's making it up. Maybe it's something she just wants to believe.
2: Nevertheless, I'm going for a walk. You go up and talk to her and find out for yourself.
0: When are you going to be back?
2: I haven't the faintest idea.
0: Don't be long, please. Uh, I've got to talk to you. My name's Harrington.
3: I'm an investigator for the district attorney's office. I'd been over at police headquarters on an errand for the DA when I learned of a special type of ripoff that was victimizing doctors and uh, who knows who else. Dr. Harvey on the west side of town reported his office had been broken into and a batch of prescription blanks stolen. It was the second such incident in a week. The first victim being another doctor. When I reported them to my boss, he said, it may tie into narcotics. Ah oddly enough, I had a call from the FBI today. They've had several reports that someone has been going to drugstores, presenting legitimate prescriptions for morphine tablets, and then in an hour or so, the purchaser returns the tablets, claiming they're not right. The pharmacist this by refunding the money. The pharmacist later discovered the pills which were returned to him contained only saccharin. That's a pretty smart deal. Hmm. But I figure stolen prescription blanks would be an easier racket. Uh, didn't the police get the numbers on those blanks? Yeah, just as I left headquarters, they were preparing a bulletin to go to all drugstores in the area. Wanting them to be on the lookout for anyone passing them.
2: Who is it?
0: Me, Bob.
2: You certainly took your time.
0: I was with Mary, and I, I came as soon as I could.
2: That was decent of you.
0: I want to talk to you. May I come in?
2: You're halfway in now.
0: Thanks. More waiting? Please, Ruth, no attitude. This is hardly an attitude. Listen, I-, I called Dr. Harvey. And? He says she misunderstood him. He merely told her that she seemed better today. Now, he told me her improvement is only temporary. Her case is still hopeless. It would seem mine is too. It is not. She will
2: die. <gasps> well, that's true of everyone eventually. And how many more years does he give her while I'm waiting?
0: Please, Ruth, there's nothing we can do but wait. Nothing.
2: There is such a thing as divorce, you know. With her in that condition, what would people say? Well, if they had any brains, they'd say you were well out of it. Oh, look, darling. You keep telling me you love me. Then why don't you show it?
0: I try to.
2: How? By letting me stay in this house and wait on your wife hand and foot? You're afraid to ask her for a divorce.
0: I can't. The shock would be too great.
2: It would kill her. Would that be so bad? Ruth! Well, would it...
0: Now, wait. That, that's pretty cold-blooded. You know we both
2: hoped she'd die.
0: Yes, but not because we caused her death. Death is death. But the way you put it, it makes it sound like murder. And that shocks should... yes. you. Oh, well, now
2: I know where I stand. I'm not waiting any longer. I'm getting out of here tonight.
0: Ruth, you can't. I'm a, I must mean more to you than that. You mean everything to me. That's why I can't take it any longer. Please, Ruth, I'll do anything to keep you with me. Do you mean that? Anything. Only don't leave me. I'll do anything. And it's all very simple.
2: Somehow, you're going to arrange Marion's death. Here, honey, this is for you. Oh, George, what a nice surprise. What is it? It's a tire gauge. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. What's a tire gauge?
0: Well, you, you check your tire pressure. Well, it helps you get better mileage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I got it free from our participating international dealer just for looking at the new international travel law.
2: A new international travel law? Yeah. What's a travel law?
0: Well, it's something like our old station wagon. Our old station wagon? Except the travel law a foot and a half shorter, so it's much easier for you to park.
2: Our old station
0: wagon? Yeah, and it has 20% more room inside. More room for you and the kids, more room for groceries. We'll get lots more use out of it.
2: Our old station wagon? Yeah, and right
0: now, until July 20, if you get four Firestone gas-saving steel belted radial tires on most models at no extra cost. But where is And they're worth $290, suggested retail price.
2: George, where's the new travel all? Right outside the window. Oh, George, it's different. I know. <laughs> I like different. I know, I it's know. It's all right. Oh.
3: I'm here at police headquarters with Sergeant Evans. He reached me on my car phone. I was only a few blocks away, so I swung over here. Yeah? Yeah, it ties in with those prescription blank robberies we were discussing yesterday. The druggist out on Beacon Avenue phoned headquarters. Evans took the call. So the druggist reported that this morning, before he'd received the police warning about the stolen blanks, he'd filled a prescription with Dr. Harvey's name on it. Right. Yeah, he was one of the doctors whose offices had been burglarized. Well, I'll swing right over there. I figured you'd want me to. That's why I called. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Thanks, Sarge. Sure, anytime, Harrington. I'm going to swing by the pharmacy and then go over to Dr. Harvey's office and take a chance on finding him in. You're the pharmacist that called police headquarters about the forgery?
0: Are you from the police? I'm from the district attorney's office. You see, I didn't say it was a forged signature. I, I merely said that I have received... A prescription on one of Dr. Harvey's blanks. When I received the police bulletin, I reported immediately. I have it right here. Here you are, Mr. Harrington. Of course, you know
3: I can't read this thing. Doctors write the way they talk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let me get used to it. Uh, There's that scroll there that looks like a sparrow key, for example.
3: That is O.C., meaning ounce. Well, I'm on my way to see Dr. Harvey now. you mind if I take this along? I'll give you a receipt. You'll get it back. Oh, gladly. Anything to help.
2: Come in. Oh, excuse me, Mrs. Vance. Yes, Ruth? I have your medicine here. Oh, I guess Dr. Harvey didn't get a chance to mention it to you, but I'm not to take it anymore.
0: Oh, uh, I forgot to tell you, Marion... Uh, Well, you see, when I called him to get some more details on your recovery, he said that he'd uh, reconsidered and that he decided that you you should take the pills uh, for a little longer. Oh.
2: Oh, well, very well. Here you are, Mrs. Vance. And the Marion? Yes, dear? Nothing. Why so many pills? This is a different prescription. Oh. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You may have a glass back, Ruth. Won't you sit down and visit with us a while? Thank you. I've just been boring my husband with all the plans I have for us when I'm up and around again. It's nice you can look forward to it. Well, if we ever do one-tenth of them, he'll be the one to take to his bed with exhaustion. My goodness. I wonder how many million pills I've gulped over the years. Sometimes I think... Oh! me.
0: Mary, what's the matter?
2: Oh, probably nothing, but I just had a sharp pain. I... It, it felt like... Oh,
0: oh, oh darling. Oh, Good Lord, Ruth, I can't take this. You've got to. Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob, call the doctor. Okay, okay. What do you
2: think you're doing?
0: I, I've got to call Dr. Harvey. Are you out of your mind? I didn't know it was going to be like this.
2: Bob, oh, why are you just standing there? He isn't calling the doctor, Mrs. Vance. What do you mean? There's nothing any doctor can do for you now. What? You're dying. Ruth. Shut up. She's got to hear this. I've been waiting a year to tell it to her. Ruth, listen to me, Mrs. Vance. You're dying because we planned it. Your husband and I. I. I don't understand. We love each other, Mrs. Vance. You've been keeping us apart. No. No. See? See? My arms are around him. I'm holding him. Ruth. See, Mrs. Vance? See? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, we're free, darling We're free
1: My daddy was a mighty fine man He taught me a thing or two A woman can't hurt, so you stay on your guard And peach nuts with the tobacco you chew Them times we'd go fishing, my daddy and me He'd tell me everything he ever knew. Your big mouth in close to the bank, and beechnut's the tobacco you chew. Around here, beechnut's the word for chewing tobacco, and it's been that way, father and son, for a long, long time. What's the secret? It's the way beechnut just keeps getting better. Like beechnut's a lot moisture these days, with more taste and less stems. Big improvements. You ought to try today's beechnut chewing tobacco. And now I'm a daddy with a son who's full grown, and I tell him a thing or two. Steered money don't win. Evil women drink gin and be snucks to the back of your chin.
3: Well, I called on Dr. Harvey and showed him the prescription I'd borrowed from the pharmacist. Then came the old switcheroo. It was his signature, but the drug was one he'd never prescribed for anybody. The doc and I agreed that by the look of the creases where it had been folded, someone had carried it around for quite a while, maybe in a wallet or a handbag. Then, too, we bombed out on our narcotics ring theory because it wasn't a drug any junkie would use. Whatever was hiding under that tongue-twisting Latin name he gave it was too powerful a drug to be used for a fix. In fact, the doc said if a person didn't know how to use it, it was sudden death. I thought I'd detected an erasure on the paper, so I hustled over
0: to the police lab. Come into the living room, Ruth. No, no one's here but me, but, well, Dr. Harvey signed that death certificate and he left.
2: Did he notice how long she'd been dead?
0: Yes, but uh, he concluded she died during the night. That's what I figured. The undertaker will be over soon to pick up the body.
2: Good. The sooner the better. It was bad enough having her
0: in the house alive. Ruth, I feel terrible ab- about her, about everything. It, it's been a terrific strain. Oh, for
2: heaven's sake, Spock. You didn't think it was going to be fun and games, did
0: you? No, but I didn't realize it would be so horrible either.
2: You've got to get this thing out of your mind. The idea was to get rid of her so we could be together. You've done nothing but sit around wishing she was back.
0: Oh, you're right, you're right. I, I must forget it. I, I won't talk about it anymore. Promise? Promise.
2: Now, that's better. Now, let's talk about you and me. Well...
0: I think that we should wait a decent length of time between the funeral and our marriage. And what's
2: a decent length
0: of time? I don't know. I just don't think we should be too obvious.
2: Oh, Bob, darling, I've waited so long. Please don't make me wait again. It mustn't be too long.
0: It won't be, darling.
3: It won't be. The police lab report confirmed my suspicion of an erasure on the prescription form. The lab man put it under the ultraviolet lamp, and the original writing showed up like a black eye on an albino. I reported this to Dr. Harvey, and he immediately suggested that Mrs. Vance's death, following the filling of the prescription, had been more than just a coincidence. I relayed his suspicions to the morgue, and they called in the medical examiner. He discovered poison in her stomach. I called the DA. He told me to meet him in front of the Vance home. I did. Yes? I'm from the district attorney's office. Here's my ID. Is Mr. Vance at home, please?
2: What do you want to see him about?
3: Who's that,
0: Ruth?
2: Someone for you, Mr. Vance.
0: Oh, well, uh, what can I do for you?
2: He's from the district attorney's office.
0: May I speak with you, please? Of course, Come right in. Thank you. My name's Harrington. I noticed on your credentials card, uh, Mr. Harrington, Miss Turner. She's been my wife's nurse. How do you do? How do you do? I came to see you because of your wife, Mr. Vance. Oh, well, uh, of course, you had no way of knowing, but uh, she died last night.
3: Would you excuse me, please? Miss Turner, uh, wait a moment. I think this will be of interest to you also. What's this all about? Your wife's death, Mr. Vance. Well, why involve Miss Turner? Well, there's some rather unexplained details concerning it.
0: In what way? There's evidence that she was poisoned. Poison? But well, that's ridiculous. She's been under Dr. Harvey's care for quite some time. He, he wrote out the death certificate and seemed quite convinced that she had died in her sleep. That may be, Mr. Vance.
3: Nevertheless, a post-mortem at the morgue revealed the presence of a lethal amount of poison in her stomach. I don't understand. I'm sure Miss Turner does. What do you mean? A prescription was filled yesterday for the drug that killed her. It was ordered by a woman who fits your description.
2: Why, that's ridiculous. I'm a registered nurse. You can check my reputation.
3: What do you have to say about it, Mr. Vance? Uh, I, I don't know. You don't know she was poisoned. Well,
0: yes, I mean, uh, Ruth... Uh... Shut up.
3: Ruth, what do we do? I can answer that. I have a squad car outside. You're both coming with us to be booked for murder. You know I'm no genius. But I don't understand how anybody figured they can get away with anything to leave so many footprints as murder. Mr. Vance and his nurse, Ruth, were apparently intelligent people. And everybody knows that the personal lives of men and women sometimes get all falled up. That all marriages aren't made in heaven. And I know that guys get yens for dames and that dames are only human, despite a few like Ruth Turner. But I don't see how even she, especially as how she was trained in medicine, could think there wasn't a way to figure out a poison. Well, I got to split. My wife's getting dinner on about now, and I don't want to be late. After all, I don't want her sneaking something into my coffee. See you
1: later. Hey,
0: hey, Rosé. is an old-world rosé wine people enjoy everywhere. Like down in the Delta, they know the blues are what you make it, and that the light, easy-to-like taste of Matus Rose makes the meal. Hey, hey, Man, on the west coast, Matus is out of sight, but you see it everywhere. Hey, 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 Matus and in New England, Matus Rose is perfect for that elegant evening on the town. Matus, the rosé wine that goes with everything good, anywhere, anytime at all. Hey, hey,
1: hey Matus
0: Rosé. Imported by Dreyfus Ashby & Company, New York, New York. I'm Rod Serling. Close your eyes, exercise your imagination, and join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Other sins only speak murder shrieks out is an original radio drama adapted by Glenn Hall Taylor. Greg Morris was heard as Harrington. Featured in the cast were Scott Ellsworth, Iris Mann, Jay Johnston, Julie Bennett, and Jack Fuchs. Zero Hour, rated by J.M. Coolis. Directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley B. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System.